2: Hello to everyone, and welcome to another broadcast of Diakonia, a call to service. Diakonia, of course, is the Greek word for service. It's also the root word for deacon. My name is Deacon Richard Hudzik, and I am privileged to serve the Archdiocese of Chicago as vicar for deacons in the office of the diaconate, and I also get to work and pray with the good people of Mary, Mother of Divine Grace Parish in Westchester. And as per normal, joining me in the studio is Deacon David Brensick, who is the Associate Director of the Office of the Diaconate, and he is assigned as deacon to the good people of, I always have to look this up, Holy Guardian Angels. Holy You'd Guardian think I'd, Angels. I'd remember after all these years. And that is in <coughs> Brookfield and LaGrange Park. If I got that correct, David. You got it right. Terrific. Welcome, everyone terrific, and this is a show the Archdiocese has uh, graciously granted to the deaconate office to talk about some of the things that the deacons are doing, uh, not to pat ourselves on the back by any stretch of the imagination, but rather to invite you to journey with us, and uh, if you would try on for size some of the things that we're doing. Um, and uh, to further that uh, mission of the program, we've invited uh, one of our brother uh chicago deacons uh in the personage of uh, deacon daniel welter uh daniel are you uh out there in the nether world uh ether world i guess i am here and available okay terrific terrific um and so uh i just have to put a uh, i guess we should put a uh, parental advisory or something This, this is unlike any other show uh that the archdiocese broadcasts i think in this uh in this venue, this is uh, uh, this is for mature audiences that uh, uh, we, we we need to, to warn parents um, because we'll be talking about uh, nothing risque, of course, but rather we'll be talking about the inner workings, uh, the behind-the-scenes look of Christmas and Santa Claus in particular, so... Um,
1: so, behind the beard, is that what the. Behind idea the beard, is? so to
2: speak, yes. This is yeah, behind the beard. And so, we have brought in, uh, we've uh, uh, invited Deacon Dan Welter to join us in this conversation. So, uh, Dave and I will be interrogating the witness. And uh, preliminary here, could you state your name for the record, please?
0: I'm Deacon Dan Welter, Chancellor for the Archdiocese of Chicago.
2: And where do you where do you hail from? What's what's your life story? What's what's good? What's the good news about you?
0: Well, there's 72 years of it. So I I will give you the highlights, please. I've been a husband for 48 years, a father of two daughters and a grandfather of four. I'm a lawyer by training and served as prosecutor uh, for the city of Chicago and, and as a circuit court judge for 22 years. I retired from that in 2008 and came to work in the diocese. I was ordained as a deacon in 1991, 30 years ago this year, and currently serve as chancellor for the archdiocese and as deacon at Holy Name Cathedral.
2: What, do you, uh, what, are, you, what, what are you doing at Holy Name? Anything the cardinal tells me. Okay.
0: Uh, I, get to, I get to do baptismal prep and marriage prep, particularly for couples getting married on a, at a distance from the diocese. I also serve at mass, do, do baptisms, do wake services, Pretty much everything a deacon can do, I'm assigned to do there.
2: Good, good. Well, welcome aboard, Dan. Um, we're going to get uh, down to business here, but I just wanted the audience to uh, to have some background on uh, uh, on you and our and our topic. And this this show will be uh, broadcast on December two. We'll have started Advent at that time. Um, you know, Andy mm-hmm. Williams uh, famously called the, the Christmas season, not the Advent. I don't think he was talking about Advent, but. Christmas, the most wonderful time of the year. And so we're going to be talking about uh, Christmas and in the spirit of the advent. And uh, I guess, I don't know, this strikes me as out of character for, uh, I don't know, you were a friendly judge. I'm sure you were a good judge, but this, you're, you also play Santa Claus. Am, am I, I've got the story right.
0: You've got that correct. I've been Santa at Macy's for the last six seasons. Uh, this year I'm not working because I do the breakfast and dinners with Santa, and uh, they're not doing those this year. They're just doing by appointments, visitation with Santa, and others are taking my place. So,
1: so Dan, how did, did you how did you get started with that? Did you get like a telegram from the North Pole or something, or how did that how did you get involved?
0: Well, actually, it's a, it's an interesting story. At a parish I was serving in at the time, there was a fellow by the name of uh, Jim Rothelli. Jim was known far and wide as Santa Jim because he had done 37 seasons at Macy's and before that at Marshall Fields. All of us who ever have donned the the robes have felt that Jim was the real deal. And Jim asked, he said, after a conversation we had in a parish one day, you make a good Santa, would you want to be one? And I said, I'd be honored to, and that's how it got started.
2: Okay. Now, what... uh... Let me let me turn uh, theological here. Um, is this just a, a feel good endeavor, or is there is there something about the uh, the incarnation, about uh, Jesus in the flesh? Where do you come at this, or how do you come at this as a deacon?
0: I come at this as the spirit of Christmas, the incarnation, a time of hope, of joy, of love, of giving, of self and other to others, especially those who don't have quite as much. And in the interactions with the children and with their parents, it's been it's been a, a way of really making Christmas not just commercial, but really something of a spiritual nature for them as they go, as they go through time.
2: You know, I've always wanted to be on 60 Minutes and be one of those hard-hitting investigative reporters. But tell me, I'm going to put you on the spot here, Dan. Aren't you really there just as a shill for the department store to bring the? parents in to get the kids to point out the presents that they, that they need to buy, thereby adding to the bottom line of the, the empire of, uh, of, of Christmas Incorporated. Well, certainly it, it, that's part of the venue, but I want to tell a story that I think maybe
0: typifies what I'm talking about here. Last year, year before last because of COVID, I had a little girl and a woman come in and the little girl came to sit on, sit with me and to talk. And at the end of it, she says, can I tell you a secret? And I said, certainly. And she said, can you bring a world's best mom mug for my mommy? And I said to her, sweetie, I'd love to do that. But wouldn't it be better if one of the big kids in your house got it so the gift could come from you? And she said to me, there's nobody else in our home. Well, I, have, I work with a Mrs. Claus who has a little gift for the child. So I said, I'll do my best. And I sent the little girl over to Mrs. Claus. And I asked the mother to come up and see me. And I told her what had just happened. And I said, you got to go get that mug down. Well, she started to cry, and I started to cry. And that made Christmas for that family. When I can have those kind of interactions and those kind of moments where love can be expressed, that's the spirit of Christmas. And that's why we do it.
2: That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Do the people at the store? Um, they know you're. Do they know you're a deacon?
0: They do now. Uh, it, it took a little time because uh, most people never see me outside of being in in the full uh, in the in the full Santa suit, as it were. Uh, in fact, I, I have breakfast most mornings with them on the first Saturday that we do this. And when I come in to have breakfast, they're asking whether I'm one of the customers, and I've got lost. And I said, <laughs> "No," I said, "Listen to the voice for a minute," and I do the ho 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 for them, and they're, oh,
2: you're Santa Dan. And so they figure that out at that point. Could could you give us a a ho 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 for for the for your listeners? Ho
3: ho ho! Merry
2: Christmas! Holy cow! The guys in the engineering booth are going nuts. They have to, turn <laughs> have to turn. That's it where on. the fun is. There we go. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. So, um, so now they, they are kind of sort of acquainted as to, uh, as to your, your faith background. Is that uh, any, any insights there as to, uh, as to their well, reaction? Well, a lot on... of
3: them,
2: they always ask, why do you do this? Yeah. And I talk about some of those stories,
0: like the little girl I just, I just told you about. And several of them have come to me to talk about their own lives and some of the struggles they have in their lives. Because many of these people that are working there, doing putting on Christmas for others, have very little Christmas for themselves, mm-hmm. and so it's an opportunity for them to really dig into what Christmas is rather than what Macy's is. Mm-hmm. And we have a lot of good conversations while I'm waiting to go out and be with the children. Yeah. So you're how, ministering to them too.
1: I hope so.
2: Yeah. Now how, how long? How long of I mean? How long are you it's out there for sitting and greeting the the kids? Well, I am, we come out, uh, there's a buffet uh, meal being served and
0: I come out and I'm out there for about two, two and a half hours straight.
2: That's a lot of, that's a lot of, that's a lot of kids.
0: It sure is, but there's so, I, I am so energized by the end of it to see the real believers there that they know that they've told Santa what their heart's desire is and they know that they're on the nice list. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> that every child is on the nice list. You've you've never had to you've never had to turn anybody away and say, get out of your kid. You're on the you're on the naughty list. Santa doesn't want anything to do. Never that. never has had to do that. Oh been, and when they come into that that room, they, it's
0: a, it's kind of a, a really sacred moment for them mm. to be in the presence of the Santa they've seen on television and they've seen in all sorts of places. And
2: Santa's there, yeah, yeah. talking to them. So, what do you do with the kid who's uh, s- uh, starstruck and totally tongue-tied, and you couldn't pry a word out of them with a crowbar? I mean, some kids must. Oh, come at up. that time, I said, "What you need to do is write me a letter.
0: When you get home, send it to me, and I'll make sure that my elves take a look at that letter, and we'll work through this for you. I'll know what you want for Christmas." Uh, it raises- Santa's also a little hard of hearing. Okay, and so what I do is I always repeat what I've heard from the child. To make sure the parents hear. Uh, okay,
2: okay. Now, I, I guess that raises a question. Um, you know, I want, kid comes up and asks for something clearly. I, you know, I'd I'd like a circus elephant for my own, you know. A pony, maybe? A, a pony, yeah. yeah. I mean, well, it's,
0: it's very simple. Santa explains that I can't fit that in the sleigh. I've got to have something I can put in the sleigh. Santa never brings pets. I'd like, because... a, I'd like
2: a diamond bracelet. That will fit in your sled.
0: It'll fit in my sled, and we can, fi- we can find uh, find a bracelet that fits your price range. <laughs> that's <laughs> what we do. Probably the, the weirdest request I've ever gotten was some kid wanted crime scene tape. That's easy. You, well, it's, it's easy, but I was a little uncertain, and uh, the father was standing there, and he says, I'm a police detective, uh, okay. <laughs> and, and we understood exactly <laughs> what was going on there. Yeah.
2: Well, that's, that's cool. <laughs> uh favorite santa claus movie i mean you're a professional here what uh any movie that uh does this right well of course miracle on 34th street everybody every santa sees that as his favorite movie well it's got it's got the legal angle it's got the judge it's got the trial it's got the santa i mean what, what more? It is would... from macy's okay okay what more <laughs> would you want right. and it and it takes a slam at uh uh, the abuse of psychology too uh, the, the you know store manager I he was there he, is that he was kind of squirrely wasn't he yeah, yeah yeah so um i'm just just curious do you, do you you find this gratifying you 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 keep coming back sure. for more um, yeah absolutely uh, and and so the i think you, you you said not this year but uh you'll be you'll be signing up uh for for next year
0: absolutely this year because of covid I am going to do a couple of private uh, visits to, uh, from Santa on a couple of days, but to, to do it in the public like that, it's not going to work. And uh, it just is the way Macy's has decided this year to do this. Mm-hmm. But I will have a couple of families that, uh, in fact, have hunted me down over the years and said that, you know, we, we want to make sure we keep the pictures the same year after year after year as part of our legacy for
2: our children. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. you got an important place in these uh, folks uh live so that's uh, a uh, I think we would say to Santa so we're gonna we're gonna go to a break and we'll be back and we're gonna to talk to the Chancellor when we come back sounds terrific
4: Catholic Charities Veterans Employment Services help veterans find and maintain employment through job readiness training, resume writing assistance, mock interviews, and job placement counseling. We work with a wide array of employers and community partners to help veterans reach their career goals. We owe a debt of gratitude to all of our veterans for the sacrifices they made to serve our nation. It is our privilege now to assist them. To learn more about Catholic Charities Veterans Employment Program in Cook County, call 773-808-2954. In Lake County, call 847-782-4219. You can also learn more at catholiccharities.net. To all United States Veterans, thank you for your service. Catholic Education offer something other schools don't. When you walk through that door, you are amongst friends. I can confidently say that I look up to everybody at ht staff, students. There's just something that you can admire in every person here. We treat everyone here with the same kind of respect that we would hope that exists in our families. Our curriculum is very rigorous, and we hope to match the academic rigor with our level of academic support. They help us prepare for college. They talk to us about our future and what we want to do. I think it instills a sense of community, which makes me more confident in my work. Through the teachers, through our counselors, through all of our administrators, we are educating not just the mind, but also the heart. I think that distinguishes us from other types of schools.
1: Catholic high schools provide high-quality, faith-based education. The journey begins by taking your entrance exam. Register online at the Catholic high school you wish to attend.
4: Ancestry and genealogy are more important every day. People all over the world are wanting to learn more about their family heritage for personal and for health reasons. At Catholic Charities, we are hearing from adults who lived for a brief time at St. Vincent's Orphanage, the wonderful life-affirming agency that operated out of our headquarters for 91 years, serving thousands of women, children, and families until it closed in 1972. Our post-adoption services help adults who want to learn more about their experience at St. Vincent's. Our compassionate staff members provide whatever family background information they can offer, along with support and reunion services. To learn more, call 312-655-7093. That's 312-655-7093. The spirit of St. Vincent's lives on in the inspiring stories that continue to emerge today.
1: Welcome back to Diakonia, call to service. My name is Deacon Dave Brentzik, joined by Deacon Richard Hudzik. And our special guest this morning is Deacon Dan Welter, Chancellor of the Archdiocese of Chicago. So, Dan, we've been talking about your, your role as Santa and in your, in your off hours, and but you have a very important job here in the Archdiocese as Chancellor. Can you tell us a little bit, what does a Chancellor do?
0: Well, a chancellor is a office that is that is required in a diocese and is mentioned in the, the Code of Canon Law. Uh, a chancellor is the keeper of all records and as such, keeper of all confidences of the diocese and make sure that that all of the historical documents and appropriate documents for, uh, for all officials are kept appropriately and uh, everything else that the cardinal may wish to assign to me.
1: Now, does every diocese have a chancellor?
0: I'm sorry, yes, every diocese has a chancellor. Uh, It's because it's required by canon law. Uh, Many times they wear multiple hats, but the the main job is to make sure that the official records of the diocese are kept appropriately and all historical documents are maintained in a certain place. All right. Uh, So also part of your
1: responsibilities of your office are the archives, I understand, for the diocese.
0: That's correct. That's, a, that's our primary responsibility, along with a number of other tasks the Cardinal has given me about imprimators and other issues like that. What kind of things are kept in the archives? Uh, it's kind of like Grandpa's Closet. We've got all sorts of things in there, but primarily it's records as we uh, as we start a parish, as we end a parish, anything that's gone on in a parish over the years, other, other, de- other documents deal with the, uh, uh, with the decisions made by the diocese, uh, records we keep as personnel records on all of our priests and deacons, which are kept in your office at this point, uh, but we're responsible for. And we try to make sure that, that the history of the diocese is maintained intact. We have lots of pictures. We've got most of the uh, building plans of the parishes throughout the diocese. And now as we go through Renew My Church, as, as parishes are consolidating, we're bringing those records down to us because we've got all of the sacramental records that we keep there too. We're the That's our responsibility in every parish. Are the archives open to the public? Quasi open to the public. It's not you just can't walk in. You have to have an appointment and have a reason for being there. These records in many cases are confidential and it would have to, there would have to be a serious reason reviewed by me or my director of archives to be able to uh, let someone have access to this, we do have academic people coming in to do research. Uh, someone currently is doing some research on a book about Cardinal George and uh, is given access to some records there. But we maintain all of those records at the at the office. But a big part of what that office does is send out records because everyone being married needs a copy of their baptismal certificate that is current. And for other sacraments, as we go along, all the records come into us and have to be recorded just like they do in parishes. Since we're responsible for all closed parishes, if there's still stuff to be recorded, we have to put it in there so we are up to date on that.
2: So stuff uh, digital or paper or or both?
0: It is both right now. uh, We are trying to move towards digital uh, and we have on certain very old records, but something that's more current has not completely been digitized yet. Uh, Meg Hall, who is our director of archives, is a nationally known master of this and is working through that so that we can get all of this together. But it's been a very intense time based upon the consolidations that we're just going through. Sounds like a lot of paper. It sure is. We've got a building that's an old, I think it's an old post office uh, because it had to have the, uh, the floor weight uh, that, could, that could handle the load of paper but we've got all sorts of paper, and we try not to lose any. In fact, when I went for my first visit, when I became chancellor to the archives, they said, do you want to see your grammar school records? And I said, I would. And they were able to go in and pull my records, and not only could they pull my records, but they pulled my deportment card too, and it was kind of an embarrassing
2: moment. Uh, They said I talked too much. Really? (laughs) That's uh, so like you. (laughs) <laughs> we've known each other too well. Yeah, yeah, some yeah. things never change, right? Yeah. Uh, and anything really, really cool that uh, that's 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 kept there that uh, you, you, you 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 tell others about.
0: Well, yeah, that, well, and we've got stuff from that first Eucharistic to Congress that was out at Mundelein. We've got some copes from uh, that were worn by various people who were here, and of course we've got all of the documentation. From the one and only papal visit to Chicago by Pope Saint John the Twenty-third, Pope Saint John Paul II. Uh, and those are very interesting things to see, and to see how uh, there are some records there from, from Mundelein Seminary that are also very, very uh, interesting to take a look at.
2: Yeah, I've seen photos of that uh, Eucharistic Congress, uh, the mass of humanity, mm-hmm. uh, like a million people or something, up at uh, up at Mundelein for that.
0: Exactly. That. It's it's an ama- it's an amazing it was an amazing event, yeah. absolutely amazing. Yeah. And just to know the history of some of our other parishes along the way, places that are gone now and been consolidated and subsumed into others, but to see all of this, and some of it is to allow people maybe to figure out some of what occurred in their family for a genealogical search.
2: Mm-hmm. How, how would how would you? Uh... Suppose you were a genealogical uh, researcher is uh, how do you how do you get access?
0: Well, you start by sending us a letter. Mm. And uh, many times we can we can access the documents that you want ourselves and send you a copy of it. Uh, generally, unless you're an academic, you don't come in and start searching on your own. We, people need these are very old records and we want to make sure they're maintained as well as we can do that. So we try to, you know, kind of guide through that with someone. If they say, "I'm looking for a marriage record of my great great grandfather, who we think was married at uh, at the chapel at DePaul," uh, we can try to look for that for them. Is there a, any kind of charge or fee to
1: to do these kind of searches?
0: Uh, there's a very minimal fee for uh, for our, our printing of it. I, I, I believe it's ten dollars. But we have people going through files all the time trying to do this, primarily for sacramental records, uh, whether it's genealogical or because they are being, they they have something going on in their lives that they need to be able to prove their catholicity, if you will.
2: Interesting, interesting. Somebody just in my family uh, made a trip to uh, uh, to modern day Poland and dug out the baptismal record of my uh, grandfather in 1891. So um, mm-hmm. the Catholic Church keeps good records. Uh, we're we're we have
0: for, for a long long time yeah, and in fact in each of our parishes as you know that we have these vaults filled with these kind of records that go back at the cathedral back to the 1870s it's
2: beautiful that's beautiful stuff um, I we've got like two minutes left and I just I want to return to the the, the Santa thing and couple that with uh, in uh, what was, it, 20, when was it 2015. Pope Francis um, had the the year of mercy and we had great emphasis on the corporal and spiritual works of mercy and I just want to connect the Santa business with the fact with our faith and how you're reaching out to uh, people it may be in challenging circumstances and you' you're privileged privileged to hear those kinds of uh, stories like the one that you related before and it was not met with indifference. It was met with the, uh, uh, with, with the love of Christ. And so I, we have the corporal and spiritual works of mercy. I think of the, uh, the corporal works of mercy and Santa Claus. Uh, I have my cheat sheet in front of me that uh, I have for all these radio broadcasts, but one of the corporal works of mercy is to visit the sick, uh, not exactly sick necessarily that are coming to you, but uh, visiting the the troubled uh the uh, somebody who's at uh it, it's some kind of impasse in their lives and i i just want to uh, bless you and 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 the other santas out there who are so serious about uh, so good hearted about about the work that you do um so you know again uh blessings on, on that we've also got the spiritual works of mercy um instructing the ignorant you're not using this as a as a pulpit necessarily but um in the way you're describing the the give and take between the child and allowing the parents to uh, overhear as to where the child is um you know that's certainly uh instructing santas are reaching children and another form of communication between them and and the parents
0: um we, c- we count it the doubtful
2: I mean, I there's was, no question about it. I was going to say that's my idea. Children act, will yeah. say
0: that to us all the time. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Which is the which is one of the other spiritual works of mercy, and so often it's to comfort the afflicted, to mm. tell them that Christmas is way more than buying stuff downstairs at Macy's. It's about a family really appreciating each other and telling each other they love each other. We don't do that
2: nearly often enough. Right. The gift of uh, each other. Our lives. Yeah. I say the gift that's of each other. That's the gift. Yeah. Well, that's that's good. All right. Well, here's our our bumper music, our fadeaway music. So, uh, Dan, uh, Santa Extraordinaire, Chancellor Extraordinaire, Deacon Extraordinaire, uh, man, man, a man for all seasons. I guess we'd say, huh? Um, thank you, and uh, thank you, Dave, and thank you all to listening in and watching us. God bless you all. Thanks, Dan. Merry Christmas. Ho ho ho.
0: Can you-